This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide. The podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about one of the most important topics in the entire sport, in my opinion. Uh, every year, countless people leave the sport and walk away because of this thing. Whether you're a new hunter or an experienced hunter, unless you're watchful and mindful and actively on guard, this thing can take you out of the sport. And that is this everyone is a master mentality. Uh, I've seen it for years. I've seen it a lot more in recent years. And this is the idea that basically everybody in their own mind is a master. Whether they say it or they just let on or that's just the way that they act and live and, and carry themselves, they are a master. They, are, they know everything about everything. They're experts at everything. They are the most successful, the, the biggest, baddest, you name it, hunters out there and blah, blah, blah. I've heard, you know, I've seen so much of this, especially if you ever go online onto forums and stuff. It's just, it's ugly. It's ugly stuff. And the bottom line is this. Nobody knows everything about anything. And most of the people that let on like they know all this stuff, a lot of them are just, they know painfully little. In fact, they're ignorant of how little they know. I've given this example before, but I'll give it again. I was talking with a guy some time back, and this guy was going on and on about how amazing of a hunter he was and how much he loves hunting and how good at it he is and how serious he takes it and all this massive, amazing property that he has to go hunting on and, and how he just, you know, he gets really into the sport at its most primal level. He was going on and on and 
I was just buying it. I was like, okay, all right, great. I'm just waiting for him to tell me something helpful, something that I can use, some kind of a tip that'll, that would benefit me as he's just going on and on about himself. And eventually he kept going on and I was just, I just slipped in the question, you know, trying to get some idea here of how much, you know, how successful this guy really been. So I asked him, you know, how many deer have you taken? And he said, oh, two. And I was like, two. You've been hunting for 20 years. 20 years and you are a super hunter and you know all this stuff and you're in and out and you 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 don't even know how to field dress a deer well yet you've taken two and 20 which to me instantly i saw okay this guy started hunting 20 years ago and he's gone a few times since then that's really it and i also asked him how many turkeys have you taken i'll never took a turkey and I asked him a couple other kinds of game and how many of those have you taken and not zero, nothing, nothing. And I realized this guy's not even really a hunter. He's just gone hunting a few times since he was a kid, but he talks this talk like he is the cat's meow. And I was sitting there, I'm like, I know more than this guy does. Like, holy cow, what's going on here? And that same thing, you go on the internet and you can't get to know a person and you just believe everything you read in a forum or on Facebook, it's just ridiculous what people come up with and throw out there. But misinformation and disinformation is not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that the attitude discourages people. It discourages new hunters. It discourages people from even starting. And there's this pressure like, you know, if I don't bring home a trophy buck then why even go into the woods? Well, I got news for you. The, depending on where you live, the chances of you bringing home a trophy buck or anybody you know bringing home a trophy buck could be slim to none. Uh, I, I knew of one person that would just brag on and on and on about how nobody else was a, was a decent hunter because they could never bring home the kind of bucks that he was bringing home and how good at it he was and how amazing at it he was and... And how everybody else basically ought to just, you know, quit and hang up their rifles and their bows because nobody could match his level of skill. Well, you find out later, this guy's been paying, you know, three to $5,000 a hunt to essentially go to ranches that are basically deer farms. And you pay by the point of how many points the deer is that you want to take. And you pick it out and you go to where it is and you shoot it. You might have to sit in a tree for half a day till it walks by, but it's basically shooting farm deer. And he was bringing home these massive racks. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against outfitters. I'm not against paid guides. I'm not against companies that, you know, will help you take you into the woods or, or if you want to travel and, you know, they know what they're doing and they scout out. I'm not against any of that. That can all be fine. That can all be well and good you've got the money for that or or you've got the the opportunity to do that there's nothing wrong with that but even that there's a difference between you got somebody who's a guide who's taking you into the woods who knows the area versus you go into a farm i mean it'd be like you know you went up to a cow farm and you shot a cow and you talk about how great you are because you track this animal through the wilderness it was, it was a hundred acre pasture it's it's not even real but 
these kind of people can can put this attitude and this pressure out there and you see all these TV shows of people taking world championship deer you know a lot of these guys are hunting on farms some of them are hunting illegally some I mean they're just poaching uh, and there's been a number of shows that have been canceled in the last couple years because it turned out that the people that were hunting were hunting illegally or on deer farms, so forth and so on. But it creates this perception that discourages people. You know, they feel like, oh, if I take a three point or a four point, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a terrible hunter. I'm not good at this. I shouldn't even try. That's just, it's all, it's all deception. It's all garbage. It's all a lie. It's, it's people trying to... It's just garden variety pride is all it is. That's all it is. And I've got news for you guys. A lot of so-called, quote, successful hunters, end quote, are bitter, miserable people. They don't even have fun when they go hunting. But they will hunt every day of the season or every morning of the season until they bring home a, a, a decent trophy from somewhere... And the only thing about it that gives them any satisfaction is the bragging and, and, and vaunting themselves as superior to all these other hunters. That's not success. That's failure. The successful hunter is the one that comes back from the woods, deer or no deer, turkey or no turkey, and enjoyed being in the woods. That's the successful hunter. You know, even the Bible t teaches us in, in Corinthians that if you compare yourselves among yourselves, you compare yourself against other people, what you do against what they do to determine if you're good or if they're bad or all this other stuff isn't wise. It's pure foolishness. Saying, oh, because you know I got a, I got a big deer that I'm better than other hunters or because other people got smaller deer, they're lesser hunters than I am. That is just... You don't even listen to that. Just walk away. Don't even let the conversation conclude. It's not worth your time. I mean, there's so many factors and so many variables. But at the end of the day, it's all about fun. It's about enjoying the sport. You know, 300 years ago, maybe, you know, hunting was significant, you know, in terms of feeding your family and staying alive and being good at it had, um, you know, it, it meant more, whether you liked it or not, it was important. But today we're doing this because we enjoy it. I'm just going to be honest with you. People talk about, well, I need the meat to feed my family. Well, if you like the meat, good. It's healthy. It's, I, I'm all about it. I enjoy it. I think it's fabulous. But you could get cheaper meat most of the time once you get to what you spend on the sport and what you spend to process the animal, what you spend on ammo and on guns and on clothing and boots and all at the end of the day. It, you're not really doing something. It's not like this, this. It's just not. We're doing it because we enjoy it, because we want to be outside, because we want to see all the stuff that's out there that God created. We want to see these animals. We want to appreciate them. We want to eat them. We want to. It's fun. And if you're not having fun, you're a failure as a hunter. That's just, that's just, that's the bottom line. So, you know, some of these guys that come out of the woods after hunting every day, all day for three weeks, and then they come out with a decent deer and they're miserable the whole time, 
that they're they're failing. They're not doing it right. And then for you to think you're bad because they're failing, it it's all just just walk away from that. Don't even entertain that. Just it's not even right. And then on the other side, everybody thinks their way is the right way. They really do. They think what they have to say, their approach, their opinion, their experience, everything that they've got to say is the way to do it. It's just, you know, and we shouldn't be surprised. The Bible and the book of Proverbs tells us that every man thinks in his own heart that his ways are right. So we should just expect people to think that whatever they do, however they do it, however they think is the right way to them, that's the only way. But I got news for you. There's more than one way to skin a coon. I mean, you, you, there's, there's lots of ways to do something, all of which can be right. The question is, what's the best way for you? I've heard people give advice on deer hunting. And as they're talking, I'm sitting there saying, I would never do that. And I'm not going to do that. And it's interesting to know somebody else would do it, but that's just not something I'm ever going to do. Sometimes it's asinine what they're telling me. Sometimes it's just inefficient. Sometimes it just wouldn't work in the area and, and the geography and the topography of where I hunt. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm not wired that way. That's not, it's not the way I want to do it. I'm going to find the way that I enjoy it that's most convenient for me and I'm going to go out there and that's how I'm going to do it. That's the kind of gear I'm going to get. That's the kind of approach I'm going to take. Uh, you know, when I gave you guys the, the video or the, the podcast episodes on, you know, field dressing a deer and then how to field dress a coyote, those episodes, I gave you guys, what, five, six, seven, eight videos of different ways to do it. Because there is no the right way. I wanted to expose you guys to multiple ways, multiple approaches, multiple techniques, so you could glean from them to see, okay, this is how I feel works best for me. And you can see different situations where if something didn't go the way you thought it was going to go, you saw other ways to do it, and you could sort of pivot in the moment. As opposed to, well, this is the way and the only way. And, you know, some people, they've got the, they've got family involved. Well, this is the way that dad did it. And this is the way that granddad did it. And this is the way that great granddad did it. And that may be okay, but that may not be the best way for you to do it. It, it doesn't mean that just because that's tradition that it was ever the best way. It's just the way that's handed down doesn't make it bad necessarily, but it doesn't make it what you should do. You need to get out there and find out what do you enjoy. Because hunting is about getting outside and enjoying being there. That's the bottom line. If you go outside and you enjoy being there, you get into the woods and you enjoy yourself, you have been successful. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I wasn't planning on saying it, but my personal philosophy when it comes to deer hunting is I just shoot the first decently sized legal deer that I see, period. That's my motto. First thing that I see, I'm taking home. Whether it's a doe, assuming, assuming of course I've got a doe tag, whether it's a little buck or a big buck, I do not care. I'm taking the first decent-sized deer that I see. So I've got deer meat because I think it's delicious. 
And if I want to go out after that and pursue a bigger deer, then I might do that. But I'm going to do that because I want to. I'm going to do that because, you know, it's enjoyable. But every time I've seen a deer and I've pulled up and hadn't put that deer in my crosshairs, I've been excited about it. I, my heart has been racing. And even when I haven't pulled the trigger, I've just had a surge of adrenaline. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Because there is no, I, I do not lend my ear to peer pressure whatsoever. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care about how many points or how many pounds or how many anything. The only thing that I go by in my head is, is, is there enough meat on that deer that it's worth the effort or worth the cost to butcher it? I'm not going to take a little deer, not because I don't believe in it, but because to me it's not cost effective. If you butcher your own deer and you want to take a little one, because it's more tender, because that's what walked in front of you that season, go for it. But I just look at it, I'm like, all right, is that worth butchering? And if I deem it is, and I've got a, an honest shot at it, and it's, it's on property I'm allowed to hunt, I'm not going to sit there and go, well, maybe I should hold out for a bigger one, or maybe, you know, people are going to, they're going to frown on me taking a doe, and it's buck season, and I couldn't care less. I thoroughly enjoy myself when I'm out in the woods, when I see a deer, even when I don't pull the trigger. I'm excited. My heart's racing. Uh, it is just unbelievable amount of fun. Now, there may come a day where I decide, all right, this season that, you know, I'm going to try to get the biggest buck I can take, but I'm still probably going to shoot the first doe that I see if I have a tag. So no matter what, whether I get a buck or not, I've got deer meat for in the freezer for me to eat and enjoy. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't. <laughs> Ask me if I care. The answer is going to be not at all. Because it's about having fun. It's about enjoying being out there. It's about my own personal goals. It's about my own personal intent. It's about what I want to get out of hunting. And uh, for me, at least right now where I'm at, to just sit there and let deer pass by and walk by because, well, maybe the next one will be a little bigger because I don't want, you know, somebody to, to see the deer that I shot or when I post the photo online to say, oh, you should have let that one go another year. It would have been bigger. Uh, you know what? That's just the end of it. First time I see that, that's a block ban. I'm not even going to listen to that. I don't even care. Just that's not why I'm out there. It's not antler hunting, it's deer hunting. Same thing with turkey. Um, you know, I may get to the point where I've taken so many turkeys, I'm only going to pursue the oldest, craftiest, wisest turkeys. 
But uh, to be honest with you, not there yet. I enjoy every turkey that I see, whether I take a shot or not. I enjoy it. I think it is just a ton of fun. It's beautiful. It's an adrenaline rush. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. If the bird's legal and I want to take it, I'm going to love every minute of it. And the same thing goes with all game. I, I just, I, you cannot let what other people think determine how you feel about yourself and what you do. That is just not the way to do it. Everybody that you come across is going to have an opinion and you can't let your life be shaped by their opinions. And when it comes to hunting, surround yourself with people that enjoy hunting. Surround yourself with people that enjoy being outside, that enjoy the pursuit, that enjoy the sport. People that are excited when you take something, doesn't matter what it is. Surround yourself with those kind of people, both you know, in real life and online. Don't go places and, and don't surround yourself with people that have this, I'm a master of everything mentality. And don't become that person that you have the I'm a master of everything mentality. It's not healthy. The best hunters and the best teachers, in my opinion, are the humblest men and women. They're the ones that realize they only know a little bit and even if that's worked well for them, there's a lot more to know and there's other ways to do it that they don't never even heard of. And they're all about learning. They're all about giving it a shot. They're all about having fun. Uh, I was one of, the, one of the old time turkey hunters that I know. He's excited about every kind of turkey call that there is. He's taken probably well over a hundred birds. And anytime a new kind of turkey call comes out, he's all about it. He's excited. Got to get one. Got to try it. Got to gotta see if that's the new thing. If that's got a little better tone, a little different sound, maybe that would be better in a certain situation. He's just excited about everything new that happens. You know, he could have sat down 30 years ago and just been like, hey, I got this thing figured out. I don't need anything else. I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But he's excited about the pursuit. He's excited about trying new things. He's excited about getting out there and getting better at it. And getting out there and, and seeing how different things work for him. He, he's just, he enjoys himself more than probably the majority of hunters do who have their way and are set in it. Just, you want to have fun. That's what it's about. You want to get out there and you can't let these kind of things discourage you. And if you don't know to actively guard your mind and guard your heart against it, it can all too easily seep in. You can watch too many outdoor shows and too many YouTube videos and see too many things that other people post and just get discouraged about the deer that are in your area or the, or the lack of turkeys in your area and on and on and on. Just grass is greener on the other side mentality or they're better than me or what am I doing wrong or just walk away from that. Look, anybody can walk into the woods knowing nothing and get lucky. I, you know, I've seen people first time they've ever gone hunting in their lives come out with a trophy deer. Well, good for them, you know, but that doesn't mean that they're a master of anything. It doesn't mean that they're good at anything. It, it means that they walked in the woods and a deer walked in front of them and they picked up the rifle and shot it. 
Sometimes it took them three or four shots, actually, to get it because they were so nervous. They weren't even a good shot. And for whatever reason, that deer didn't run. And they just got lucky. And that's fine. I'm all for that. I congratulate them. But so many of the people who are throwing, you know, shame and, and discouragement on other people and are vaunting their pride in front of other people, that's what happened to them. They got lucky a couple times. And they think that, you know... Their technique is, is the best technique and all this other stuff. Friends, you just got to get out there and get some experience and try some things and enjoy doing it. You know, I've tried different styles of hunting and I came to it at the end of the day. I said, you know what? This doesn't work for me. You know, I, I, I've tried it. Uh, it just not doesn't mesh with my style, with my personality. I could see how somebody else might really be good at that, but I'm going to hunt another way that I enjoy. Maybe it's not even more effective, but I'm not out there just to be as effective as humanly possible. I'm out there to enjoy myself. And there's certain things that if I enjoy it, that's just the way I'm going to do it. Well, that'll lower your, your probability of taking an animal by 10%. Well, you know what? Having fun is worth 10% in my book. Having a good time is worth it. So I, I want to encourage you guys they get out there, get in the woods, enjoy being in the woods, and don't listen to people, YouTube videos, TV shows, or anything that discourages you, that sets them up as a master of something, that, that makes you feel like what you're doing and the, and the game that you see and have the opportunity to hunt is lesser or that hunting is about antlers, because it's not. It's, it's, it's just not. It's, that's not what it's about. It's about having fun. And if you have fun, even if you came back in the, from the woods with nothing, you had a successful day. That it was worth your while to go outside, to get some fresh air, to get some sun, to see some things, to get some experience. It's, it, it was worth it. You had a good day. That was success. And don't let this other stuff discourage you and push you down and it happens real slow on the inside at first. It, it, it's real faint. And then it just little by little kind of zaps your motivation. Man, just throw that away. I watched a great video um, just a couple weeks ago from a hunter that I've befriended online and have followed now for some time. And he's taken, I don't know, scores and scores of deer and trophy bucks. And he was out one day hunting near the end of the season on some some old family property that wasn't really a great place to hunt but it's where he had to go that particular week and he said he saw this little deer just come hopping across the this this fence and he said just this rush of adrenaline hit him that hadn't hit him in years he just got so excited his heart started racing he'd been sitting there for a long time it was near the end of the season and this deer came hopping across he said right then and there, he didn't care what it was, how many points that it had. If it was legal, he was shooting it. End of story. That deer gave him such a rush. He said it took him back to how he felt when he was a kid, when he was hunting for the first time. Just his hand shaking, holding the gun. Just the excitement of the moment. He said that deer meant more to him than so many of the trophy bucks that he had taken because he had so much fun that day. And I thought, yeah. That's exactly it. That's how to do it. That's how to look at it. That's the way to go about hunting. It, that, that, that's the joy, the excitement, the energy. And then 
you know, it, it it's so easy to just lose that, to just get drowned out by, you know, all these voices that are out there and shows that are out there and pictures that people post on Facebook. I got news for you. A lot of the pictures that people post on Facebook of these big deer that they took, they didn't take them. They just ripped that picture off somewhere and they post it every time somebody says, share your deer pictures because they want to feel all big and bad as if, as if the antlers made the deer taste any better, as if they, 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 they made the, the thrill of the hunt more meaningful. Now, it's all about what does it mean to you? What do you enjoy? What excites you? And pursuing that and surrounding yourself with positive reinforcement and just getting away from the voices that'll end up discourage you and just taking your strength and zapping your energy and your motivation. And, and you know, be careful. Whatever you can do to help people who have, are not hunters but are considering it, they don't get caught up in this and it keep them from ever starting. It'd be too easy to, for, for people to just never start because they feel like there's too much pressure. They don't want to deal with the drama or this or that. Encourage people. Help them into it. Help them to see what it's really about. So hope that was helpful for you guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Head to the newhuntersguide.com for the show notes. I've got more information there, more tips, more bullet points, some quotes from the episode, as well as those scripture references if you want to know exactly where they are and just some other information. Newhuntersguide.com. Hit up the show notes for this episode. Please share, leave us a review, a comment, some feedback, what you'd like us to talk about more in the future. And we'd be glad to answer your questions, so forth and so on. So God bless. You guys have a good one and enjoy being in the world. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.